time to ham up. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome listeners to another episode of After the Credits. Tonight we're going to be talking about El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. I'm your host Sean, and with me tonight uh, are our our other chunkerinos, chunk chunk benders, chunk people. We got Matt Chewy. Hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. How's it going? Not bad. Um, Vince, you're here. How dare you say that in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. I'll make up the whole rest of the episode will be me apologizing for that offensive remark. Um and then also we have Ryan. He's my brother, everyone. Yay! I'm your favorite chunkerino. That'll that'll be news to some people, I'm sure that you guys <laughs> I, yeah, are I wonder how many people I guess we don't ever make it apparent. Oh, also did you guys uh, we'll we'll leave another little segment for the end of the episode. A little so if you want to hear some more familial relations in this episode. That oh. people, who people don't know. We, we will? Oh, I, yeah, like, wait, wait a minute. Why? Is there something I don't know that you're going to tell me too? <laughs> this is the, we didn't this talk is about the carrot, on the, ch- the carrot on the stick is here. Is there another uh, yum chunk related to Ryan and Sean? Question mark? Find <laughs> out later what? on this episode. This is more complex than the Joker. Oh, me. We're talking about me. We are talking about you. Oh, he's, okay. dang. He but, just wrote, now they're not going to listen. They're just going to stop listening. Oh, no, I well, you're gonna... no, no, Vince is the Joker. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Of the crew. That's <laughs> the, the DK the, crew. The... <laughs> I'm the key to all this. He can get me working because I'm a funnier character than we've ever had. <laughs> yes. He's the fourth member of the escape <laughs> crew. Uh, well, if anyone's still listening, and he'll tell a joke for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, like I mentioned up at the top, we're going to be talking about the uh, Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, um, which I believe you could watch in theaters and in the comfort of your own home. So that's a fresh idea or thing. I don't know. Options. Options. It's nice yeah. to have. What a society we live in. Once again, we live in a society. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we get into the Camino, um, let's let's start this chunk fire ablazing. Um, what have you guys been up to? Vince, it sounds like you, before we started recording, everyone, Vince sounded like he had... A lot going I, on. I don't know. Should we? I feel like we might want to save him for last. I don't well, know. If I, any, but I kind of feel as, like the as tone usual, of this I don't subject think we'll be matter able to talk not, Yeah, but I don't know I if we want to end the things. chunk fire on whatever note he's going to end it on. No, you know what? <laughs> I won't derail. Let's just go for it. Vince, fire away. You know what? I'll start with the bad news. I feel like okay. that's a good place to start. Although, you could also look at this as good news. Anyway, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're all laughing because we don't know how else to react to real life events. You, you That's correct. You gotta laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. I mean, hey, Vince, if it makes you feel better, I have cancer. You know what? Somehow that makes me feel worse. Oh, no. Vince, if it makes you feel better, I'm a redhead. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That makes me it's feel nice better to know too, some people yeah. at least are suffering, other than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, you're well, wait, sorry, that, I mean, all kidding aside, that's awful and sucky, and I'm not going to pretend. I don't think any of us are going to pretend to 
yeah. understand that whole thing. But there's we're no here way. for you. We are here hey, for thanks. you. And there's no way that on this dumb podcast we can make you, we can make up for what <laughs> yes. you're going through. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. But guess what? So we're just going to make light of it instead. <laughs> I got the new iPhone. So. Oh. Well, there you go. I know that none of you guys have Apple products or like Apple products, but How, this is the newest uh, Apple product. What percentage like percentage of the emotional void does that fill? Um, <laughs> it's a solid nine point two percent. Oh, okay. Oh. But you know what? I ha- I found a tasty nugget also um, yesterday. Let me tell you about this story. While so, you're metal wait, detecting, nine two nine point two percent. You need to buy uh, nine more iPhones at least. I can do that. Yeah, I can do right that. There. Costco has good deals. The on math it. is mostly works out. All right. So, I'm sorry. Metal detecting. Actually, you know what? Tasty nugget that it wasn't metal detecting, but I did <gasps> do metal detecting right before this. But Uh-oh. this is not related to that. Okay. I want to hear um, it. I found more needles doing that. Okay. So <laughs> I had life. to go clean the church um, because uh, I had to do it. Let's just forget why. But anyway, you know how it's a Japanese preschool also? Uh-huh. Yeah. This, this is well, Nerf Church, right? Yeah. Yes, Nerf yeah. Church, which okay. is also part of it. <laughs> so listeners who have no idea, which is mo- probably a lot of people, they're going to be like, they're completely lost. But I so hope that that sounds like their problem. <laughs> but I hope also intrigued. <laughs> is so, it a Nerf Church? Anyways, you all continue. know that big glass display case that's in like the front of the church. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to destroy it. Um, what? <laughs> what? Yes. So I had to throw it in the big dumpster. There's a big dumpster that like your mom, I believe. Uh, you know, put out there in the middle oh, of the Oh, now lot. you're just going off on your mama jokes, huh? I am. I am doing that. But anyway, um, I was given no tools to destroy it, and it's a gigantic glass display case. So first I pushed it outside, and then the dumpster's like 200 feet away from where I was. So I was like, this thing's like 500 pounds. I'm not lifting it. So I just started like breaking it into pieces with my hands <laughs> and slowly throwing it into the dumpster. But guess what? I found a Nerf dart buried inside of it. Which <laughs> oh, my gosh. That had That's to have amazing. been in there. It had or, to have been in there for like at least 10 years. Or the dumpster hasn't been emptied in that long. No, no, no. It was in the glass display case. Like it oh, was, in the case. Oh, yeah, the like case. in the that back. That was a cherished relic bottom. of our church, Vince. That's amazing. That's, yeah. ama- That's actually an, quite an amazing story. Oh, also, nice little uh, fun thing that made me 5% happier. Um, the entire school was filled with uh, small Japanese children um, while I was doing this. And one of them, <laughs> first, they kept asking me if i speak japanese i do not um but one of them because my hair is kind of like poofy and, and fluffy he kept saying i looked like sonic the hedgehog and i didn't quite understand what he was saying <laughs> he was like are you sonic and i was like what are you even saying but he meant in my sonic the hedgehog and i told him no and i made him cry <laughs> but that kid does believe that sonic the hedgehog is a real kid that that that's magical to me he does yeah those i gotta tell you those kids they are they're happy kids, you know? Yeah. That's all they, I got to yeah, say. The way let, the world hasn't crushed them yet. Don't let them grow up. No. I, well, no, I won't. I put, like, a, like growth <laughs> stunting pills in their um, in their juice boxes. Oh, so, I, yeah, thought, those I thought you were going to say poison. <laughs> I know what works. To be honest, poison does stunt your growth because it kills you. Yeah. That's true. But then well, you remain perfect for eternity. I don't know. Uh, it, I, got, it got I, real dark. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> oh no! Uh, well, those are you just took us on a crazy ride, Vince. Think any anything else to add? It's better than Star Tours. 
Uh, Whoa. Sure beats Disney's California Adventure. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a quote from The Simpsons. Probably I know. 2001, yes. at I least. Got that. I mean, it was relevant when that joke was, like, like current. Now, I don't know. California yeah, now Adventure. It's, it's the a only good reason I'd now. go to Disneyland. Yeah. It's a good park now. It's a Marvel Land opens next year. That'll be cool. Is that is it just gonna called Marvel Land, or is it gonna? Are they gonna name no, it? It's something? called. It's called. They're, they're building Marvel Lands all around in all the Disney parks. Not all of them, but in a bunch of Disney parks around the world, and they're all called Avengers Campus. So basically, they're. Yeah, okay. This is the California branch of the Avengers headquarters. There's yeah, gonna be we're the Paris West Coast branch. Avengers. Yeah, basically, yeah, we're the we're the California okay. Avengers headquarters, and they're all gonna be a little bit different. So that'll be cool. Anyway, off topic. Sorry. <laughs> cool. Um, well, good stuff, Vince. Good and bad stuff. Um, but, you know, life As is, is life. Yeah. Good stuff in yes. the context that people like to hear drama. But yeah. I'm sorry for your misfortune. Hey, you know what I say. TNT knows drama. You do say that, actually. you. <laughs> yeah. have, I, I know that you have said that many times. <laughs> I think I've maybe said it once other than this time. I've heard you say it many times. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's check the tape, Johnny. <laughs> Hit it, go, Johnny. I will go back through all of our old episodes and make a super cut of him saying TNT no drama. <laughs> it's like it's 20 minutes long, and I'm like, where did you get this footage? I don't remember. They're all with super different inflections to prove that, like, you absolutely, it's not just the same clip. You absolutely said this in every other, every you, other episode. It's like a tick, like the Joker's laughing. You just aren't yeah. aware of it, Vince. I'd like to think it was back when I used to wear hats, too. Remember those times? Oh, yeah. I, I, used oh, to I wear remember hats. those times. Do you not wear hats anymore? I don't believe in them. I mean, he just told you, just you about his fluffy hair. hair. Yeah. Is that why? Wait, is that why your hair wasn't fluffy because of the hats? I mean, when you wear hats for like twenty years of your life, your hair doesn't really get a lot of chance to shine. You know what I'm saying? So huh. it wasn't fluffy. Well, I'm I'm glad you're embracing your hair as is. I'm glad you're not hiding it anymore. <laughs> you're welcome. You're Free welcome, everybody. Me. Thank you. All right, all right, what that's we, all I what's got going for on? Now. What's what else is going on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, who else wants to jump in? Ryan, what have you been up to? Sure. Actually, I, uh, I'm going to deviate from my otherwise scheduled programming to talk about oh. my experience at the Japanese preschool, although several years ago, <laughs> at the Nerf Church. So I was setting up the, uh, an event for uh, Nerf, and I had to like get clearance to use the facility for the weekend but and so i had to go there and i had to interact with the japanese preschool and they're like yeah that's you know that's okay but then they started giving me side quests like they're like hey can you go can you take care of this we're too well they had i couldn't they had had to i did i don't know do physical tasks for them um to get them to like allow me to use the facility so it was like i think just in japanese culture maybe that's that you have to do side quests that's just japanese rpgs are just that's just their life that's you know? just life that's, yeah that's just life that wait out. so if you didn't do these tasks they would have said you couldn't use it well it was like a gentleman's agreement maybe is the way to say yeah it, that's you know that's kind of the implication i think probably yeah, yeah. anyway i thought that was uh, yeah that was a thing that happened to me. That's uh, good. <laughs> but in other news, I finished Riverdale season three. I know you've all been eagerly awaiting to hear an update on my progress oh, through this amazing series. It's all I could think about this last week. I, I, know, I assumed I you know. were going to publish an episode of just you talking about Riverdale. Well, as it turns out, I did consider doing a podcast with Lana and Aaron um, called the, the Jingle Jangle. 
and if you watch the show, you'll know, you'll get the reference. I recommend not watching the show other than to get that reference. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not right. going to, I don't think. And I'm you're not going to tell us how far into the show we'll have to yeah, watch. Can you, nope, I'm not going to tell you. You, uh-huh. you might have to watch all three seasons. Well, I think there's a fourth season now. I don't know. Anyway, but let me just tell you this, all right? If you want to understand what this show is, I want you to imagine it's always setting in Philadelphia, all right? And we all love that show. I think everyone in this cast is yes. a, is a yeah. fan mm-hmm. of that show. Love and it. the way I describe that show to other people is it's a group of people being as gr- as aggressively stupid as you can possibly be all of the time, okay? Mm-hmm. It, does, does that make sense? There, there's something like there's an idea of just being passively stupid, kind of like... Yeah. I'm just not a smart person. I'm going to do some dumb stuff sometimes. But these four individuals, well, five, depending on, yeah, uh, are just so aggressively stupid. They're going out of their way to do and enact (laughs) stupid things, right? Uh And so if you were to watch the show in a very literal sense and take their lives for for like literal meaning, you'd probably get yourself very frustrated watching the show. But if you have a sense of humor, then you will laugh. Thank that you is for what explaining how you humor sound works. like a robot. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to explain how humor works in, in that to, level level because in order to <laughs> explain Riverdale, all right? in order so. to exactly. Now I want you to take that group of people and then put them in a little town called Riverdale, except remove all comedic elements, and you are now put in the position of having to take that as your reality, and it is very serious, and that's the show. So that's what it's like to watch Riverdale. Okay, so they're just all aggressively stupid, but I I imagine based on your last week's discussion that they're all, but also like increase their attractiveness by like, you know, 200%. Right, because smart people aren't attractive. Uh, Well, Always Sunny's got Danny DeVito, so check and mates. Yeah, Yeah. all right, (laughs) you win this round. Uh, But positive Netflix show I've been watching is Schmidt's Creek. Fantastic show. I don't know if you guys know about this, but Aaron Lana also recommended yeah. a show to me as Eugene, Eugene Levy, Catherine uh, O'Hara, um, Daniel Levy, who is his son and also a writer of the show, and he's fantastic, and then someone else I don't forget the name of. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a really, actually, just a fun fun little show. Hmm. And I recommend I've that. heard of it, and I know it was nominated for an Emmy this year, I think. It was, yeah. indeed. Uh, so that's my little recommendation for you, but uh, that's all the fires I've been burning in the chunk woods. Good. Good, Good fires. Um, you want to jump into it or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, I have well chronicled my uh, my uh, misadventures with my Spider-Man save file. And uh, <laughs> last week, I, I I had a conclusion to that story. I went through and I finally finished Spider Man. And I then I said, "What's next?" And uh, for context, I've always been a very huge Tomb Raider fan since the since the first one. I've pretty much played every game um, except for somehow the most recent two of them. I somehow at some point got behind on two games, and uh, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I should. I think it's time now. I'll, I'll play these games." But I I should go back and play the 2013 reboot one and, uh, you know, the island shipwreck. And and I had played it on PS3, so I was like, oh, I'll get a used copy for PS4. So I'll play that one again because I don't remember much of it, and then I'll do the whole trilogy. And I started playing it, and lo and behold, the uh, PS4 port of Tomb Raider 2013 has a game-breaking glitch in it where um, if you save your game... At a certain spot, at a certain time, certain location, 
um, it will destroy your game file. And it's irreparable. You can't get it back. And I just happened to do that, and my save file was at 70%. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, just so you geez, know, you I put that in the game. luck with... Yeah, yeah so far, I mean, two, two in a row so far, losing my save file at around 75%. Um, so I'm kind of like, I don't know, should I... I I feel this like sense of non-closure. Like, even though I've already played the game on PS3, I still like. Uh, but I had planned on play replaying it before I do Rise of and uh, Shadow of, so I, I'm just like off video games right now. It's a stupid reason, but I'm just too depressed to play video Chewy, games. This may surprise uh, you, but I too had a problem with a save file one. <laughs> Vince, we must not always dig up this the bones I be- of the past. I believe I believe the last time this came up I said that if I had a chance to go back and delete your file again, I would do so as many times as possible and I stand by that statement. <laughs> Wounds can't heal if you keep picking at them. Um, at any rate, so I am a standstill with all gaming activities. Also I've been really busy with work. I helped plan two uh uh outdoor rock concerts at the high school I work at, so I've been on my feet a lot. Um, so that happened. Uh, I'm rewatching Parks and Rec, which is not really that noteworthy. I just haven't, I only watched through it once, so I'm, uh, Maeve and I are rewatching it. And then, uh, uh, finally, kind of random, but I am learning how to use After Effects. Um, oh, nice. It has been a bucket list item for me for a very long, actually for about a decade now, because I, I did. Uh, an advanced video production class in college in 2009 and we did one week of after effects and that was it and it was not really enough time to learn anything significant and i'm like man this program there's a lot to it and eventually i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna learn it so i have start, i have sat down and started to learn it i i uh i'm on this website linda uh which is like yeah. it's like a skillshare type of website uh, yeah, that's great our uh, our local one of our local libraries ha- if you have a library card you can just use linda for free even from home um so i've been using it on linda and i compiled a an 18 hour long playlist of after effects tutorials and i have finished about three hours of it so uh yeah i'm just doing that that's just something i've wanted to do for a long time and i've learned a lot so far that program's super dense and overwhelming there's a lot to it and uh i'm kind of like at times like oh my gosh what what did i get myself into this is a really there's the the features in that program are endless. I am convinced that you could dig through menus and and things and just never find the end of that program. You would just keep discovering features. It's it's really overwhelming. Um, but uh, yeah, it feels good cool. to be. I thought you had known a little bit already. But didn't you use it in some of the videos that we did years ago? Like uh, the King of Games is what I I thought you had used a little bit. No, actually, effect, so. when we were humoring the idea of doing another King of Games, which will never happen. Um, Hey, uh, I was saying if we ever did another one, I should up my game and learn some After Effects tricks. Uh, but I didn't do it for the first one. I used a combination of Flash, Photoshop, and um, uh, okay. a, uh, Sony Vegas for King of Games. So it was it was a lot of like little hacks. It was which I'm now learning that if I had known After Effects back when we did that video, it all, everything I did in it, I could have done much faster. Um, so I'm. Not really sure what I'm gonna do with this yet, with this knowledge, but Well, I'm... obviously now we have to make King Games too, so you can try out your skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What else are you learning photo after effects for if not to use them? 
the closure, Sean. This was all about. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get closure on lots of things, and I, I haven't figured out how to get closure on the Tomb Raider situation. So, but I I know at least if I can get closure in this realm of my life. So right. that's why. Anyway, I understand. Uh, that. Those cool. are my those are my pieces of wood that I have thrown. Those are the chunks of wood I have thrown into the fire. Uh, Sean, awesome. Well, what a giant blazing fire. I'll try not to smother it. Um, I've had a busy week. So, gaming-wise, uh, I've been playing and, well, completed now the Link's Awakening remake for Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a, just a pleasant, just encounter all around. Uh, if you like the original, it's the pretty much the exact same in terms of the game itself. But just a wonderful remake, very fun, and the visual style is just revamped and just as nostalgic and charming. I highly recommend. Just a perfect, fun little adventure. Um, but it also reminds me of a story that, uh, you know, going back to um, the idea of uh, our old years gone by and conjuring up memories, whether that be After Effects or Nerf Wars from years ago. Um, Link's Awakening was the only game, Ryan, I don't know if you remember this, but when we had it I on think game about Boy, this all the time. Yeah, so Link's Awakening, when we had it on the original Game Boy, um, yep. it was the only game that I've ever called into a hotline. Like, back in the day, well, before the Do they the even internet, still have those hotlines? I doubt, I doubt it, they have but... them anymore. Yeah. You know what? We should we... find out, and we should all call one for the <laughs> yeah, sake, just for funsies, it. <laughs> if, it, if they still exist. Is it like a exist. crisis line for people who, like, yeah, have basically, to... yes. Because before the internet and stuff is, like, you know... You could look up how to get past a thing in a game now, right? And then you just type yeah. it into Google yeah. or whatever. But before that, it's like, okay, if you're stuck in a section of a video game where you can't pass this part, there would be these Nintendo hotlines or whatever, and you would call it in, and it would be these people on the line telling you hints and tips or how to get past this level. <laughs> but it was, it paid, it was a paid-for number. Like, you had that, to, like, they were pay. paid for that job. But imagine, like... You wanted to be one of those people that didn't give it away, so you like give like riddles, like you were like a troll. Like, <laughs> well, whenever I, I actually called that hotline in the Genesis days, probably two or three times, and uh, I remember whoever was on the other end always sounded super robotic because you could tell they were they probably had this gigantic notebook in front of them, and they're like, oh, okay, so this one section in the Lion King lava level. All right, where's the page? Where's the page? All right, it's, let me scroll down to the they paragraph. They get on their spectacles, they like put on their glasses yes. and open this tome. Like, ah, yes, that volume, volume 2F. And you could tell the person's never played a video game before and they're yeah. like carefully reading it and they don't know what it is they're even saying. Yes. What a relic. What a what a memory yeah. you've unearthed for me. That is Well, I mean, it was and I remember because it was it's only like in the second dungeon where yeah. we, the play that we were stuck and so uh you know we had been stuck for hours probably days at this point because back yeah. then you just kind of that was part of gaming you just like <laughs> you, you kept playing to muscle you through it, it. Yeah, yeah exactly and if you get frustrated um, but, you try to go to another game for a while that's yeah but like i think i remember like restarting our game multiple times like we must have missed something or i must have missed yeah. something so i have to restart and replay through to get to this point but basically there's a part in the second dungeon where there's a room of enemies and you have to kill them in a specific order and the yep. only clue to this is there's a right there's a little message on one of the walls that says something like kill the it doesn't even say kill or something it says like stalfos keys pole's voice and Oh my gosh, I've been stuck at that scene too. 
I when I you know I I think I've been stuck at that twice. I played it in yes. high school, and then I played. Oh, I played it as a kid, the original, and then when they did the DX version on Game Boy Color, I played it again, and I got stuck at that place both times, even though I had already solved it before. Well, it's because, like, I, as you could tell, any listener who is not familiar with those games, that sounds like I just said gibberish, and that's what I thought as a kid playing this game, because those, but those are the names of the enemies in a room. How right. you're supposed to know this? I, I don't, yeah, I don't the, know. The, the Pole's voice is like a bunny rabbit. Yeah, it's yeah. a bunny How weird bunny rabbit. How are you supposed to know thing. that? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to kill them in a specific order. And so, like, it's complete gobbledygook. Like, you have no idea. So, literally, as a kid, you're just like, oh, what does this even mean? Uh, you know, and then you're stuck in this room because you don't know that you have to kill them in a specific order. So, anyways, we finally called. And I remember... The, uh, the guy on the other line is like, oh, yeah, you just got to call. You got to kill this guy, the little bunny guy first, and then this guy, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and then I remember, so we finally figured that out, but then I think this was kind of the same moment or whatever. But then, like, right after I passed that part, or, or shortly thereafter, the, the batteries died on the Game Boy. Oh, no. <laughs> so I got super – and so then, like, you know, I don't know if you guys always had, like, a giant junk drawer with old batteries. Yeah. That probably 90% of them were all just drained, but you just kept putting back in that drawer <laughs> yeah. to add. And so then I would – I was like, ah, no, I just passed it. And so I was like – Flick, or, you know, switching in old batteries and none of them were working because they're old. I was getting so pissed. I got so angry. I jammed out there, grabbed the batteries, yanked them from the back of the game and just like chucked it across the room and it broke one of the windows in our house. And my parents got super pissed and I had to like pay for the window with my allowance for like months or something. Anyways. I've seen so you do that recently. <laughs> yeah, my Sean, that was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that just was a fun memory as I'm playing through Link's Awakening. Like, oh. But it's a good remake because I that uh, Link's Awakening is one of my all-time favorite Zelda games. It's probably top three. Uh, oh, yeah, I, and it's perfectly captured. I, I keep forgetting about the remake. Like, I keep forgetting that that's a thing for some reason. So, yeah, yeah that that maybe maybe I'll play that and then revisit Tomb Raider. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice because it's it's relatively short as you know as games go and stuff, and it's just a fun just a fun experience all around. So I want to know um, how faithful it is because one of the things I remember most about that game is that in the beginning when you meet this owl and he has to give you a tutorial about how to play the game, and if you just keep you're like yes yeah, stop talking stop talking so you're smashing the A button to cycle through his dialogue, but at the end of his dialogue, which is like twenty pages long, he says. Did you understand that, or would you like me to repeat it? And so, if you're just hitting <laughs> smashing A, he goes through the whole thing again. You're like, no! And so he'll go through that, that like eight times, like getting I frustrated. Know, I know he does prompt that, but I don't know if the cursor's default on yes, I understand, or please repeat it. I don't remember what the default is, but well, I know he does prompt you. To, it was like, to teach you patience because yeah. that's what you needed to get through the game. You yeah, had that's to, true. you had to that's carefully read each screen and, and look at what you were pressing yeah. yes to. And then, and then you you'll have the patience to get through the quest. <clears throat> yeah, so good lesson. times. Recommend that. Um, but like I said, I had a busy week, so a couple other things I got up to. Um, one, I went to LA Comic Con last weekend. Um, so that's always a good time, fun fun times. Just you know, got all your faves there. People in cosplay, um, nerds. Um, <laughs> Tommy I think Wiseau. those two are the same, Wait, right? Was Tommy Wiseau there? Yeah, he was just co- he's just selling his underwear. Or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty much all he does. <laughs> he does that every year. Will Tommy Wiseau ever change? <laughs> I really hope not. 
No, he's a staple. And he wasn't even like, there weren't even people like, I think he's kind of on the downward curve of the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the time of so craziness. Um, because no one was even, no one even cared was around him or oh. anything. He was just like carrying boxes to his, to his booth, boxes of clothing and underwear, I guess. Um, Wait, but, are you going to tell know, me that so clothing and underwear are two different things, Sean? Because they are the same for me. <laughs> do, you, do you really oh want to? Have do, I been doing underwear wrong? Do you, do you really want us to refer to it as outerwear? Are you gonna <laughs> Are you gonna make us do that, or or can you just accept as? Please is? don't make me do that, Vince. Anything with <laughs> that. Um, what else? Uh, Felicia Day was there. Oh, um, I don't. I got, forgot his name. The lead singer is uh, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Right, guys. All right. right. Okay. Why was he there? Because <laughs> he's a comic book guy now, or something. I don't yeah. know. Is Mike Uncle Romance still a band? Are they still together? Or... I, I don't think they're there. But like the the L A Comic Con, there's not really rooms for panels. The 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 main like panel area is on the show floor. Right. So... That's a nightmare. Well, what I meant what I meant no, was, it's, is, but it's are they the third? Are they the still a band? Size of San Diego. Are they are What's they st- are they still a band? Is what I meant. Are they still together, oh, or is that well, all he does know. now? I don't think they are. I think he th- primarily is doing this comic thing, and I don't even know the details of that per se. Um, and I only know that because the friends I was with were told me that. So, anyways, though, but when they announced him, a whole bunch of like teenage girls screamed still. So maybe he is like hmm. still a thing. Huh. Band wise, I'll, I'll, I'll ask my students when I go in to work. Say who yeah. who here likes chem- My Chemical Romance. See who raises their hand, and then I'll move on to the next topic. <laughs> There's no context. <laughs> no context like... at all. Uh, so yeah, so put it in the middle fun. of your lecture. Like have a separate like, discussion, and then in the middle of that discussion, just say the line and continue with the regular discussion. I I would totally do that. I, I no joke have done weirder things in the middle of my. Discussion. I mean, they got to be paying attention. It's like that owl prompting you in the middle of the text dialogue. <laughs> you got to be paying attention. <laughs> Uh, but uh, actually, can you make it like a PowerPoint slide and just kind of like <laughs> scroll through it? Oh, just in the middle. Yeah, yeah just like my uh, lecture. All right, who here likes my chemical romance? Raise your hand. <laughs> so anyway, a proscenium theater looks like this. <laughs> um. Well, and then the last thing and the most important thing that I did this week is I went to um I went to Batu. I went to the Black Spire. Oh, post. you did. You have gone there before. I have. Tell me. Yep. Tell me everything you wish to tell me about it. I would love to hear your take. I went yesterday to Star Wars Land, the Star Wars Landish Land. Um, I loved it. It was great. I mean, we we purposely me and my friend Eric, who one of the he's written in on the show. He's a good friend of mine. Um, we went in the middle of the wake, played hooky, and figured you know. Kids should be in school. There shouldn't be any of these dumb kids at this theme park for children. <laughs> this is our chance to enjoy it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, <clears throat> it's everything that you've heard about it in terms of just, like, the design, the visual aspect, and, like, it's it's great. It's all completely separate from the other rest of the park. It just feels like you're in a different, you're not part of the normal park at that spot. Um, but uh, it was super fun. I would say that it was also nice because it wasn't super crowded for us. Mm-hmm. So we never had to wait very long. And I got lucky and we I made reservations for the cantina. So I didn't have to wait at all for the cantina. That's cool because I've heard that's like the only thing that's consistently super busy. 
Yeah, exactly. So we were able to just jump right in there. I got lucky, just made reservations the morning of. Sometimes they become available the morning of if you check online. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's interesting because there's so m- it's most of it is just kind of shops right now. There's only the smugglers run ride and that's the only like attraction ride type thing there right now. Right. Yeah. The other one opens in January. Yeah, exactly. The rise of the resistance is January. So the rest of it is pretty much just like shops, which is not like the most exciting thing, but they do their darndest to make it exciting. And the amount of detail and most of it is really awesome. And the stuff that they're selling at the shops is still like, yeah, this is junk I don't need. But it feels different than the junk I don't need in the normal Disneyland shops. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes sense. Because I guess it's all exclusive to the Black Spire Outpost. It's stuff you can't get anywhere else. So it feels a little bit like, oh, this isn't just my standard walk-off Star Tours and get inundated with plastic junk you know yeah i'd heard that there's an effort to like not sell things with like disneyland logos and like try to make it stuff that you would most likely see in a store in a planet rather than like yeah you know they do a pretty good job with that like there's obviously some things that are right um but for the most part it feels more yeah it just feels like a different than your standard gift shop type of stuff um but they, but like everything is just like completely in, and, and I remember, you know, I'm sure you've heard of all the stories or just like the idea that all the staff members act like they're in the world and they have a character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And an idea that probably sounds kind of obnoxious, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh God, it's just going to be walking into a whole bunch of theater kids who <laughs> like think they <laughs> are the coolest. And it wasn't that, it wasn't as nearly as obnoxious as that. And for the most part, they're pretty chill. Like everyone, they say that'll be 53 credits instead of dollars. But other than that, they're not going to like, what is that device you have? Right. You know, whatever. (laughs) Um, uh, But then there's a few, but there are some that are, you know, more into engaging on that level than others. And it's fun because if you want to, you can. So like one guy, like I was, I had like a Naughty Dog shirt on and he was kind of asking about that. Like, oh, where's that from? Where do you come? And I was just like, you know riffing like oh it we come from this cluster it's on the outer rim you know i run you know that kind of stuff and it's just like silly dumb stuff but it's fun and and the opportunities are there for that um sean if you ever want to fit in with that crowd of the star wars universe uh strike up a conversation about sand um (laughs) they love it they can't get enough next time i go next time i make my way to batu this is the topic sean did you uh did you uh fly the falcon I did. And then, oh, yeah, so we flew the Falcon, and that was great. We got to be the pilots, which we only flew it once, so I don't, I don't, I can't really compare it to the other jobs, but it feels like the pilots are the probably the most fun part of the ride. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're the most, like, active. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, the, the best part is just, like, sitting in the, the cockpit of the Falcon, like, feeling like you're sitting in the cockpit. Um, and then, like, the, the right pilot you actually pull the lever for the hyperdrive and that like that is super just like awesome um the ride itself like the experience is fun it's fun but i think the screen's a little too small to make it fully feel as like immersive Mm. as like star tours or you know the more you know um dynamic 4d experiences like spider-man or harry potter or whatever right um but I mean, you're still—it still feels like the cockpit, so you know, still cool. It just 
it feels a little bit more like a video game than a ride. Well, that's the that that's the thing sense. that's impressive to me about it is that it is being rendered in real time. You know, Star Tours yeah. it's pre-rendered footage that's pre-programmed motion. This is it actually uh, it actually works off an Unreal engine, the Unreal engine. Yeah. <laughs> and like a modified version of it. So I, I, it's pretty impressive that they can do that kind of graphics on that. that yeah, that, uh, super impressive. And and you know, obviously it is still, you know, you're tilting and stuff and it does a good job of all that it's just like it's not like overwhelming into the sense where it's easy to kind of lose yourself in the experience mm. you're more kind of aware that it's a little bit of a game you know right right is all um but it's still great and then the other thing too that is crazy so we were playing with a disneyland play app where you kind of like there's like these experiences you could do while waiting in line and around star wars land like you could scan little cargo things and and f- Find like collect little items around Star Wars land to occupy your time, and and you have a profile, and it knew it automatically synced up my performance as a pilot to my my profile on my phone. Like, oh, I, I don't know how it did that because there was nothing in the like on the ride when you're riding the ride. There's not like any place where you sign in or anything. It just knew. Were you? Were you, I, where I, were you? Well, yeah, the it knows your phone. It'll. Yeah, it just did Bluetooth. It it yeah. just did Bluetooth, I guess. But it just knew. It just like synced up. Like, oh, Hondo really liked your performance. He gave you seven thousand credits for you know grabbing that coaxium. Spoilers for the plot of Smugglers <laughs> Run, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have to go on it Dang anymore. It. God. <laughs> oh, so so you were good at uh, then. You were a good pilot. I think I was pretty good. I think there's like I would did because at the end he's like, oh, that's pretty good. But I think you could do even better. Because I think there's like, I, on the app it kind of shows like the achievements, and there's one that's above where that I unlocked that said like you were a born flyer, the Millennium Falcon or something. Like I, that. I, I've heard so, that uh, yeah. I've heard that if you're bad at it, like, and you crash the ship too much, when you get out of the cockpit, the hallway exit hallway of the ship will reflect that. There'll be broken oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, that's awesome. It might be yeah, worth writing it and just causing as much wreckage as possible. <laughs> It's also hard to tell how much is affected by the all the other things, you know, like the gunners and the mechanics, like mm-hmm. how much of that affects, you know, the health of the ship at the end, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You really have to write it multiple times to kind of, kind of get a better sense of that. But it was it was just super fun, and it was fun. Like if you know, me and my friend were the pilots, so it was just kind of fun. Like we were, we were the guys like Han and Chewie, kind of going <laughs> through, and you know. Um, that's but cool. what else? Uh, and then the food and had some blue milk, which was delicious. I love blue milk; it was great. Did you try the it's green one? Milk. I did. We tried both, and we and the mixing's good too. I think I prefer the blue over the green, but they're both great. Um, cool. Yeah. The blue is a little more fruity, and the green is a little bit more like herbal, I guess, almost like a tea kind of, hmm. but still very, still very sweet. But, um, but those are really good. And then we went to the uh, cantina with DJ Oga's Cantina. Um, and that's where they have to serve the alcohol and stuff. And that was super fun. I got a fuzzy tauntaun where there's foam on top that makes your lips and tongue numb. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So cool. if you go there, get the fuzzy tauntaun. It, plus it tastes good anyway. Like it's probably one of their best, the best mixed drink they have there. But they, I don't know what sort of chemical they Is put it in the, there. That Szechuan stuff that's kind of being popular. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to make your numb in small doses. That's the only thing I think of. It doesn't actually say that in the ingredient listing, so I don't know. But it 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 kind of has that sensation. But also, like, 
like, you know, if you get a little tiny bit of Novocaine from the dentist, that's what it kind of feels like. Very tingly, like wherever huh. foam touches your lips and, and tongue. And it's just like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, the bartenders, they're like, you know, the server, he's just like, oh, yeah, it's poison. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just poison. <laughs> I mean, don't snort it or anything, but it's just poison. <laughs> that's that's incredible. You went, to, yeah. you went to Disneyland and the bartender told you he was serving you poison. Yes. That's... <laughs> Inc- that's an incredible sentence I was just able to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, because it's super crowded, they kind of seat you or stand you next to just other parties. So one of the parties we were sitting next to, like, there is this couple from Australia or maybe a father-daughter from Australia. And, like, the daughter had an ID, but it wasn't a photo ID. So the bartender is like, you know, sorry, on this world, we, we still got to have photo, like... And the the father was kind of upset because they were making him get out the passport, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, there, it was, like, an awkward, like, but the guy was still staying in character, like, arguing with this guy, this, this guy from Australia. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what Earth? I don't know. Whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't care what it's like on Earth, but here we need a photo ID with the agent. That's also incredible. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Um, and I could go on and on. I mean, we'll, we could talk off cast stuff in more details, but Star Wars Land, I recommend it. Go to Star Wars Land. We will, I'm sure, everyone. talk more because I haven't gone yet and I'm holding out until that second ride opens. So, yeah, I, I just, I have an annual pass. So it was kind of like I wanted to, I, it was kind of no skin off my nose, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. A little bit of parking and stuff. Should go check it out while, while I can. So I'm happy I did. Um, recommend it. Super fun. And it wasn't super crowded. Like, that's the other thing. Like, because we are we went, obviously, to other parts of the park. We were in, like, Tomorrowland. I think we were in Buzz Lightyear. And there was a couple, like, with a family in front of us in line. And the mom, like, this was, like, 2 or 3 in the afternoon. The mom's, like, casually, at, like, so, do you want to go to Star Wars Land? And the dad's, like, Psh, no. I was, like, what? <laughs> what? Who? Who goes to Disneyland right now and doesn't go to, like, it's not like you're paying extra. It's like, just go walk 100 feet that way. And you could be, like, why are you adamantly, like, no. Like, what? (laughs) All right. What? Who is is this person? But that was, like, that was a lot. Like, it's not, it was not that packed is all I'm saying is that, like, apparently a lot of people are not taking that time to go walk over to Star Wars Land. So, anyways. All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Sorry, that was, you know, a long chunk of No, that's, ending, that's but, uh, great, but gl- sounds like a glowing recommendation, which is, which yeah, is cool. I I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited to go at some point. Yeah, good times. I mean, we should all go together at some point. That'd I would love that. We could all fill a cockpit. Yes, that'd be great. That would be fantastic. And we could have be, a special, yeah. maybe we could have a special episode talking about Star Wars. Yeah, I think, I think we should, but again, I think we, we should do that after... Uh, yeah, after Rise of Resistance, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Guys, I'm hearing great things about that ride. I'm also hearing yeah. that it is so complicated they can't get it to work, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. Hopefully it'll break down yeah. on us, like the Spider-Man well, ride. Everything, oh, that was incredible. Um, yeah. Everything I've heard about that ride makes me think it's going to be similar to the uh, Star Trek experience they used to have in Vegas, but like an upgraded, like oh, a yeah. 2019 technology version of that. So that's pretty exciting. I think that's going to be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, until then. Um, until the spires. I, yeah. <laughs> also, there's no, I, we were searching all day long for the actual black spires, but I don't know what it's referring to. Oh, I, like, I think there's like one spire in the middle of town that's black that they built the city around. I think that's the lore. Okay. Yeah. Well, because in the lore, the black spire is actually the remains of an ancient beast. Huh. But oh, okay. they all look like rock formations. To, to, to So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, there's a whole bunch of backstory and, and lore to this realm. 
Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's good. Just like real life. <laughs> Look at all the lore and backstory <laughs> to reality. Ah, yes. That's boring. No. Yeah. I want the fake one. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, everyone, uh, that was Chunk Bending. What a blazing fire. It'll keep us warm as we talk about El Camino as we jump into that. Um, so before we jump into that, though, so obvious spoilers for El Camino, but also spoilers for probably anyway for Breaking Bad the TV show. So if you plan on watching that at some point and haven't, we're probably going to go into great deal detail about that and possibly even for better call Saul. I was going to just say that too. Maybe I might feel like bringing that up later. We'll see. I I don't even watch that show. So I don't don't mind spoilers. It's so good. It's so good. I don't, what's wrong with you guys? Everyone says it's great. Anyway, it's great. means I have something to look forward to. You do. Yes. Uh, It's it's excellent. Anyways. uh, So spoiler warning, but now tell us about El Camino, Chewie. Okay. So El Camino is the, uh, the continuation of the Breaking Bad story. Last time on Breaking Bad, uh, most of the main characters died, um, except for uh, Jesse Pinkman, who is heroically rescued from his meth cage by uh, Walter White, who then died. Um, and then Jesse Pinkman uh, got in his El Camino car and drove away to freedom to start a new life, or so we thought. Turns out, he actually has a bunch of errands to run first. So, um, (laughs) this is the story of those errands. And, uh, while he's running errands... Aaron Paul? Yes. Uh, while Jesse Pinkman's running errands, uh, he runs into a bunch of shady characters from his past, which dredges up a whole bunch of, uh, just PTSD, uh, from, uh, all the people he had to kill. So, uh, that PTSD takes the form of, uh, flashbacks... Where in those flashbacks he runs even more errands. Uh, this time against his will, though. But uh, he gets over his PTSD, and in the present t- day timeline, he's able to finish running his errands by killing even more people. And then he gets back into his car and drives to Alaska and begins his new life. And maybe is gonna go to college. I don't know. We'll f- we'll find out. Find out tonight on a brand new episode of After the Credits. Up next. <laughs> oh wait this was just the trailer for our episode oh man <laughs> they had to go through 48 minutes of us talking before they could watch the trailer uh that was that was yeah that very was adequate very very descriptive on point thank you um so well actually let me ask did anyone see this in the theater because weren't they doing theatrical screenings of this uh, my sister did but that's not me no, that's, that's not, true. Wait, Chewie, you're are a you, separate person than another person. Uh, I can tell you that she said that it was a lot of fun watching it with a room full of Breaking Bad fans. That, that added an extra layer of energy and excitement. So, uh, that's cool. yeah, that's that's what I was curious about. Just the different experiences one might get from being in a theater as opposed to on my couch. Yeah, I mean that's how Maeve and I watched it, and we, you know, where you're able to just be lazy and wear your underwear and. Get up and go to the bathroom when you need to, and where you need to. So. <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot of follow-up so questions. I'm not going to unpack that right now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would imagine the theatrical experience, because I can't go to the bathroom wherever I want to at the movie theater, so I would imagine it's a slightly different experience. It depends on your definition of can and can Yeah, can't. it's dark in there. What do you mean? You totally could. <laughs> Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, what do we all think of this movie? Who wants to? I'll talk about it for a little bit. Give us your Go, give Vince. us your brief um, 
initial impressions and your your succinct summary of how you felt about it. So my initial impressions were, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It certainly did not feel like a movie in any way. I mean, I guess Breaking Bad, and by the way, The Second Descendant, I have since watched one and a half seasons of um, the of Breaking Bad. I just watched it all over again. And so yet back you in the haven't of, like, watched Break- Better Call Saul, though. I have not. Um, I love Breaking Bad. And it's funny how similar, just going back, even through like seasons one, like how similar El Camino feels to just an episode of Breaking Bad. Just then, you can pick any season. It just feels like an episode. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like that's any surprise. It has a, everybody from the show came back to work on this. It's just, I guess, like looking back on it, it was great. I just wish it wasn't a movie and it was just like a three or four episode or maybe even like a whole other season of the of the show. Hmm. All right. Uh, who else wants to share about how they felt about this? Um, well, I'll, I mean, I basically kind of very, very similar thoughts to Vince, so nothing. But my main takeaway was that, yeah, it just felt like a episode of the show a slightly longer episode of the show to me like i enjoyed it um but that's why i was asking if anyone had seen it in theaters because i'm trying to picture like if i had watched this at a big screen would it have felt like more like a movie because you know like you're just saying it's such in the same mental state when you're sitting at home watching it on your tv that is like is that contributing to it making it feel like an episode or is it really just just very much like every other episode well yeah i mean like when you do a movie for a tv show usually you have to up the stakes both in story and production value and like usually you have better special effects higher budget but you know i think you're already on a good starting place from breaking bad so yeah again it's not so much a criticism but it just like yeah that's that's my main takeaway is just long episode of breaking bad right uh ryan uh, yeah, I mean, nothing too much different to add in terms of my reaction. Uh, yeah, I could have seen this being like just like a four-part miniseries, like Vince was saying, or, or something like that. And maybe got to flesh out a couple things maybe a little bit more thoroughly, just to kind of, you know, we get reacquainted with Jesse, and we all like him, and I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a little bit more of him, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let him explore, I don't know, more of his arc or whatever we want to do with him. Um and yeah, I also agree with Matt that I felt like the stakes were kind of, not low, but just kind of like, all right, we're just kind of seeing him clean up his chores and uh, get his uh, matters in order. Uh, and uh, he did it. And then, uh, yeah, he he, moved, he went about his, his life. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I could have used maybe higher stakes. I don't know. I guess I will say, like, looking back on it, I love the ending of Breaking Bad. I love that last shot of Jesse so much. This didn't improve it for me. And I'd like to explain. I like things left unknown in a way. I like. I don't need the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting, and I love the Breaking Bad universe. So I mean, like, I'm not gonna say no to getting to spend more time with these characters. But did I feel like it was necessary? No. Right. And if anything, I do kind of feel like it's just fan service for the sake of fan service. And in in that way, I mean, like, I'm not going to say that it wasn't well done, because it was, but did I need it in my life? No, I did not. I also, wa- it was way too hyped up. I want to expand on that, because I want to share okay. my initial impressions, too. Um, yeah, I uh, agree with everything Vince just said, and uh, I think uh, I was fine with how Breaking Bad ended. 
Um, I think that this was like if you're gonna revisit Breaking Bad specifically, I think this was weird territory to revisit. Um, like, and especially given that like Breaking Bad is one of the very rare examples where they made a prequel to it, and the prequel is just as good, if not better, than the original. Like, we're already exploring new territory in this universe. It's kind of weird. Like, if you're gonna go back to the original series and explore new territory why 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 use this as your subject matter this is kind of we didn't other than the fact that i got maybe the implicate a little bit more details about where jesse might be headed in his future i don't feel like i Mm -hmm. i don't know that much was gained in the means of like character development or story development i kind of again as vince put it you're spending more time with the characters and it's Quality-wise, just as good as anything that you would come to expect from a Vince Gilligan production. I mean, it's 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 about as good as an average episode of Breaking Bad, you know, and that's good. Mm-hmm. That's it's you're still getting something good out of it, but the show is finished. You know, it, it, it's yeah. kind of strange to go back to it in this particular way. Is how I kind of feel. Yeah, like it to me, it felt like at the end of Breaking Bad, I kind of just assumed like. Not assume this specific series of events happened, but I kind of just assumed something like this would happen. So, like, I kept expecting in this, like, something, some twist to happen or, like, oh, this is actually a prequel or, you know, like, something like, oh, like, a revelatory moment to that kind of justify itself. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, it ended. It's like, okay, yeah, that was good, but I kind of, kind of thought that was happening anyway, like. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I get maybe, I guess to give maybe some sort of purpose to it, I, I, thinking back to Breaking Bad when the actual final ep- season and last episode specifically, I did feel it was very, very, um, light on Jesse, who was probably my favorite character and probably lots of people's favorite character, not, you know, and so maybe it was a chance for them to really like give more time to jesse in that regard mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i'm just kind of reaching here i don't know if you, how you guys felt about that yeah uh, I yeah i mean uh, sorry no yeah. go ahead it's fine uh, well I, was, I, I yeah i mean vince touched on it a little bit in the question of whether or not we needed this movie and we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about this on the, on the cast before like is it's a it's, it's a common thing? topic for us if we need this movie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as um, if we need to be appeased right <laughs> um, nope I don't the, need this take it away from me yeah. <laughs> but for me I think I landed on the other side because I think I when this movie was announced I'm like what did we need that like is this something I asked for or anyone asked for um, <clears throat> but uh, after watching it I think it made me realize I did need it that I did need mm. this closure for Jesse in my life um, in my life I need Jesse in my life. That's in, your life. Yeah. in your life. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. He's party in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. He, Jesse's everyone's uh, favorite whippersnapper. And we, <laughs> uh, we want to see what happened to him. And I'm, I, I, for one, I'm glad to see that he, yeah, we see him when he's, we see him driving off at the end of Breaking Bad. We assume, like Sean, you were saying, we, he, he's going to, everything's gonna be all right but to actually see how it played out does he end up learning the lessons throughout the show does he end up finding peace does he you know all these things and mm-hmm. being able to see that like and really give it its own time and focus on that for i i realized i think i did need that uh for closure mm. i think for breaking bad for me okay that's cool that's a good perspective i remember thinking at one point when i was watching it 
and maybe this is kind of going towards what you're saying, Ryan, is like maybe the best way I kind of thought of this film is this film cemented in my mind that like the the main character or the hero of Breaking Bad is Jesse. And this film cemented that idea. Like, right. I, I think because it's easy to like, you know, if you're just taking Breaking Bad for what it is, the hero is Walt, right? But mm. but he's not really a hero. He's like he's, I guess he's the villain. I don't know. You know, obviously that's all gray and complicated. Right. But I just mean like this film basically cemented like, oh, Breaking Bad is actually the story of Jesse Pink. I think wait, that's what Breaking Bad is. I about. think maybe a better way to put it is he's the heart of the story. Yeah, that's true. For yeah. sure. at least for me, yeah. that's how I kind of see it. He's the heart of Breaking Bad. <clears throat> yeah um i get uh, one thing i would like to say um and i think we're gonna have similar discussions like at least that sound like this when the avatar live action series comes out um Maybe. not quite in the same way because this is a continuation i kind of put this in the same realm as like like the search and um uh, avatar related is in like the continuation of the story where it's like Okay, there's these questions that were kind of left immediately after the finale. The search is a pretty good example because he's like Zuko says, "Where is my mother?" Now we get that story. This is kind of like the same kind of thing. I think many of us would say that Zuko is kind of like the heart and soul of Avatar, and we wanted to know this big specific question. I know I'm tying an Avatar right now. Yeah, I, I, I this. Do you know what I'm saying? I get your I mean, analogy, I but I, I also don't know that it applies one to one because you're right. Yeah. We don't we are left with the mystery at the end of Avatar, what happened to Zuko's mom. But what are we left with at the end of Breaking Bad? Jesse drives away to freedom, right? Where are we at the yeah. end of El Camino? Jesse drove away to freedom. You know, and, and I it we just got a little bit more details about the, what that means. It didn't it I didn't have this big question mark that i'm like ooh, but i really want to know this it wasn't this big like hole that avatar left this was more like a okay yeah jesse got out and he's gonna go start a new life and it's kind of we're kind of in the same place it's not as big of a you know a a shift did did anybody else kind of after watching this and realizing like what it what it was think like okay whose idea was it to actually like have this come into fruition oh. was it netflix going to vince gilligan yeah. saying we we will give you any money that you need just make some more breaking bad anything maven and i or, had that as a discussion when the move was over she brought that up actually she, we were like oh yeah how did this come to being what was the motivation here you know my, i was thinking that it was i don't know why i think this but like it was vince gilligan with an aaron paul like that's and I don't know why, but from in my mind, is this is an impression that Vince Gilligan just really wanted to work with Aaron Paul again and work and be more centered around character Jesse just in general. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I have nothing to base that off of. So yeah, in okay. terms of actual like you know story or interviews right. or anything, I don't know. Maybe they have discussed that at some point. I mean, I'd be interested to know like exactly. Maybe we'll never know the exact reasoning. It's just like. I I hope that there wasn't like some sort of just Netflix overlords being like, we want to milk people's love of Breaking Bad however much we can. That it wasn't just a cynical financial decision, and there was a creative spark yeah. behind it instead. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to think so, but based off of the effort that it looks like Vince Gilligan put into it, and Aaron Paul is incredible in it. He's, I mean, Aaron Paul's a fantastic actor. Like, I don't think it was. I just the initial motivation. I hope it wasn't just like corporate execs at Netflix well, being like, let's, what do people like? Let's humor that, though. Let's say that it was initially a financial 
decision. It was money motivated, which the entire industry is. We have that conversation sure. over and over again. But let's say that was the initial motivation. I still don't think Vince Gilligan is the type to like phone it in. Like even if he was like, yeah. okay, that's enough right. money, I'll do it. He, I still feel like he, if you can win him over with cash, he would still be like, okay, but I'm still going to do the best job I can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I mean, Better Call Saul. It's not like he is like, oh, I need work. I mean, he d- didn't he delay the production of season whatever five or four because yeah. of this movie? So he's yeah. not in shortage of work or anything like that. I mean. It, mm-hmm. it sounds like this was more a production of of actual artistic something something. Yeah, and it seems like it. And and I see that. And I I, I forgot how many of you watch Better Call Saul. Is it just Sean or I, I've only seen I've only seen the first two seasons. So okay. I'm like a havesies. I've seen all but the last half of season four, which is the most recent season. So I've seen most of it. But um, but if you watch that, you could tell that he's definitely working from a a place of artistic spark of creative spark. That he's not just. I, he's not right. it doesn't seem like a type to phone it in he's it, better call Saul is just as good as breaking bad but it has a different tone and it definitely feels like oh i'm telling this story because i want to not because i feel the need to make it longer or because i'm being pressured into making more seasons of this series it's just like it's complete completely different but it's the story that he wants to tell so i'm right. I, if given that if i'm correct in that assumption is why did he want to tell this story so bad <laughs> of just Jesse running a bunch of errands as I jokingly called it you know like what draw what drew everybody to this particular story you know yeah I mean I, I it's interesting because it is I mean we all said it felt like an episode but it all is very like it's it's suspenseful and there's a thrill to Absolutely. it and it's the same fun and kind of that you come to expect but yeah the stakes don't feel particularly like Oh, this! Oh, they had to tell this in a movie, or it's just like I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to grasp because you're right. I don't, I, I I don't have an answer for that. What is it about this that, other than unless it is just that kind of what Ryan was touching on earlier, the idea of that like this, he felt like this needed resolution. Jesse needed resolution, even if it wasn't a a resolution that I guess we you know some of us felt was needed. He just really felt drawn to like no, it's important that I make it clear Jesse rides off into the sunset. Right. I could see this being like a personal project for almost for him and Aaron Paul, like where they, they wanted to have this, like, you know, one of those show runners, filmmakers that are, I forget the term for it, but they're selfish and they, they are really just making a product for themselves. Um, And, and for maybe for them, they, they wanted to see this story happen. Right. And they're like, well, you know, we're, we have a green light for it. So, yes, this is a story that we've wanted to tell because we have a personal connection with this character that we've created. And I think we're all asking ourselves, like, well, I mean, yeah, we all liked Jesse. He, he's the aforementioned lovable whippersnapper. Uh, but do we really need this story? But it, they, they don't, maybe they just don't even care about that. They're like, for us, we have this deep-seated personal yeah. connection that we've we lived for a decade of our lives as this character and we want to we want to see the end of that. Yeah, it's interesting because I think with a lot of popular franchises, like uh, I'm, I'm, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but um, you have so many of these stories um, that the long running series or maybe movie franchises of, with creators, and often after that franchise has been over, you you know they're asked repeatedly in interviews. So, do you ever want to go back? And are is there ever any plans to do a revival or a re-? and often. 
and this is anecdotal, obviously, but often I'll hear the response of like, I've told that story or, you know, I'm done with that world. I want to explore new things. Like even Mike and Brian after the, going back to Avatar, um, I feel like they kind of had similar answers. Like after Korra is like, well, we want to go off and explore other things. We don't want to, you know, we're not looking to explore this anymore right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting for that, for Vince Gilligan to kind of, not the opposite reaction, but to a reaction that we have been trained as kind of like, you know, media consumers to like, oh, what? He wants to keep telling this character's story? Like, hmm. shouldn't he say, no, I'm done with that character? Like, that's the answer that we've been trained to recognize. So it's kind of weird that it's not that. Maybe that's part of the the kind of kind of unfamiliarity with why this has been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Anybody else be, thought think that it was kind of interesting how the, I forget the actor who plays Todd. Todd's like... It's clear that it's Aaron. It's Aaron Paul, but then, like the, Todd is like a number two. He's in that movie for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Also, Jesse Plemons. I mean, he's kind of and he's gotten somewhat bigger. I mean, it was because of Breaking Bad, <laughs> but after that, <laughs> he was chunkier in this movie for sure. Because yeah. Todd wasn't like a big guy, but he looks yeah. he looks a little chunkier. Sure. I, I have to. I have. I have to say something about that because I saw on Twitter a uh, clickbait article headline. I don't know which website it's from, but uh, the headline was "Breaking Bad Theory: Why Blank Spoiler Looks So Different in El Camino." And there's a picture of younger younger Todd and older Todd. And here's a quote from that article. Oh boy. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, takes place immediately after the end of the Breaking Bad series finale. But in reality, it was filmed almost six years later, which is why some returning characters look very different. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate wow. everything. This is from, this this is from Screen... This Guys, was from Screen... We live in a society. This is uh, from Screen Rant. I just figured it out. It's from Screen Rant. That is an actual <laughs> quote... That is an actual quote from an article about this movie. I don't understand that. Like, is there a perception of the public that the public doesn't understand time? Like, what are, like... Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. They're older. That's... What are you going to do about it? I, I don't need you to CGI them to de-age them. Is that... You know what? Is this Disney's fault? Is this Marvel? <laughs> like, people are used to, like, actors just... If it takes place... But in the same world, it was only a day later. How Like... They should look the same age. No, they they, oh, they like... de-aged Sam Jackson for Captain Marvel, <laughs> so we our brain can't fill in the rest anymore. We've been trained as a society that if they're younger, they gotta look younger because we have the computers that can do it. It's true. They also de-aged Admiral Akbar in Last <laughs> None of those fish wrinkles. <laughs> uh, well, that's award-winning. That's class A <laughs> journalism right there. Um, I, I have a potential... Uh, discussion topic to bring up um if you're willing to humor it um it's uh, a <laughs> all everything on after the credits yeah everything in the kitchen sink all right um so i was this is something i was thinking about um you all watched the show while it was airing uh yeah that's correct mm-hmm. um correct, I, I watched yes. it i i waited until the show was over and I, I binged it all at once so i watched it shortly after it finished airing um but for all of us, we had this long gap of not being with these characters and not seeing any new content of Breaking Bad. And now for us, it's kind of nice to go back and revisit the Breaking Bad universe, right? I mm-hmm. I am left wondering if somebody now hearing the hype, oh, there's more Breaking Bad. Okay, you know what? I've been meaning to watch that show for the last few years. I think now I'll go watch it. If somebody watched, binge through Breaking Bad and then went straight to El Camino without having that six-year gap, 
How would they feel about it? What, what oh, do you, it's an extra episode. What do you guys think about that? I mean, because at that point, that's now the finale. It, for us, it's kind of yeah. like a revisiting and an epilogue. But if somebody did that, that's the last. That becomes the finale, right? Right, kind of like the the prequels for Star Wars, right? Like for us, they don't exist at all. And then for <laughs> <laughs> no, right? But for us, it was we went back and we we experienced it. But new newcomers to the Star Wars trilogy you might watch it all, or series might watch it all chronologically, and right. that's going to alter your viewing experience and so, ruin their lives. Means, right? Yeah, well, that right. means like ninety percent of them won't actually get to a New Hope. Well, yeah, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, aside from aside from the aforementioned difference in appearances by some of the actors, <laughs> it would feel yeah, just like another like oh okay, this is the last this is the actual last episode. So how how do you feel about this? Uh, I guess what I'm asking is, does this replace the original finale and become a new finale? And if it does, how do you guys feel about that? As you know, as this being the last note of Breaking Bad instead of the previous finale that we already had. My brain can't possibly look at it that way. This is just like DLC. Uh, you know what? That, like, that's actually what I said. That's, that's what I said to Maeve. I was like, this is story DLC for a video game. That's basically what this is. It doesn't drastically alter anything. It's just, here, play the game some more. You know? Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it. I think I'm like Vince. Like, I, it, it is very, it'd be very difficult for me to alter my brain waves to allow that to be the truth right to right. say that oh this is now the new finale like oh man i don't know it's just My brain i can explain can't do that. yeah i mean i also go about shows like if i'm watching a show from beginning to end and it's like and it's changing now with netflix where you just watch seasons at a time or a whole series at a time but with breaking bad i was preparing for that finale for years and i mean especially the yeah. wait between four and five there was such a long wait between those seasons that like when the finale happened it was it was like a monumental culmination of these events mm -hmm. and then to go five years and say like oh wait no this is a little little nugget at the end it's a nugget that's all it is it is not Vince, the end. you and your nuggets it's that extra oh, it's like that nuggets. extra chicken mcnugget in your box and it exactly. just it, it brightens your day up right up you just finished your <laughs> yeah. your double western bacon cheeseburger you look in the bag there's an extra You're fry mixing chains i know i am like, but it's all delicious though yesterday. that's the point yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the thing is that the end of the actual show, like, it actually concluded all those characters in the story. Like, so, like, because this little DLC is, you know, you might say it as to Jesse's character, you know, you could argue one way or another. But let's say, you know, given as much benefit of the doubt, it adds to Jesse's character or resolves Jesse char Jesse's character. Um, but it certainly doesn't add or resolve anything to Walt's character, at least not in my opinion. I think it cements, uh, it kind of like kind of cements a lot of the greatest hits of all the characters we know that kind of make a little comeback in this. Yeah. But it doesn't make me like, Oh, now I like that. The added new insight to Walt. I, I kind of, like it kind of just encapsulated him to me. I kind of think I, I want to, since you bring up Walt, the scene with Walt in the diner or, or was it? Yeah. I actually really liked that scene a lot. Um, yeah, and, I liked and it, uh, you know, Maeve pointed out how, uh, how much it tells about Walt's character and kind of does add mm -hmm. a little bit when, uh, he's like, well, you know, you could go to college. All you got to do is get your GED. And Jesse's like, what the heck, dude? I graduated high school. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> yeah, it kind of just good. shows how little, even at that point in the series, how little Walt thinks about Je of Jesse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, well then also like the, when he's like, 
uh, you know, after he's just like, or actually, I don't even care. Like that was the revelatory moment to him. Like that was the encapsulation of Walt to mm-hmm. me. This this facade of being a a caring kind of right. family guy who's trying to. But then when you break it down, it's like, no, he doesn't care about. It. He's a sociopath. He cares only about himself. He's not really a sociopath, but he only cares about himself. You know what right. I mean? Like, and that that's what I mean. Where I think that each one of these little scenes encapsulates those characters that they're about. And I think that scene was great for that reason with Walt because it really showed. Yeah, Walt is a dirtbag. He's an awful person. That main character of the show, or the hero of the show is Jesse. And I love that scene for that yeah. reason. Sorry, I interrupted. And no, that's good. But I, I, I would say, well, I mean, you're arguing that this doesn't add more Walt. I think for me, it does add a little bit more reinforcement to Walt's character. And I, I do appreciate that mm. since we, it's obligatory at this point that you gotta, if we're going to do flashbacks, we got to have a Walt scene. I thought it, yeah. it, it, they handled it well and it actually they did it in a way that actually made me kind of cement how I felt about him. So good on good on them in that regard. Did, I was kind of surprised. Were you, or maybe not surprised, but I was expecting a Gus flashback at some point. I don't. They well, didn't have or a. Oh, no, I thought so too. Yeah, you can just watch. He wasn't like you can the just... main. He wasn't the main thing in Breaking Bad, though. I mean, like. I know that he was. I just the mean end. they had a Mike flashback and they brought back Kristen Ritter. Yeah. I just figured they'd have because, especially like a small little snippet of when they're in Mexico. Like I thought there was a perfect like way for them to tell a little mini exchange while they were before everything went down right. in Mexico. With yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I I was a little worried the movie or the yeah movie would be a little oversaturated with. Yeah. Hey, remember this character? Hey, remember right. this character? I mean, if you think it, about it, 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 if you think about it cynically in terms of. Okay, we're gonna revisit Breaking Bad, so here's a checklist. And if an item on that checklist right, yeah. is revisit characters we haven't seen in a while, we don't actually really have to do that with Gus because he's a character in Better Call Saul. So it's not like yeah, so yeah. people who True. are still with it, we we're still getting Gus content. So I, yeah, I feel I like, also think. Go ahead, Walt. Or uh, it was like Gus was a bigger character for Walt than he was for Jesse. Yeah, like Mike true. and yeah. Mike and Jesse were were tight because they you know they kind of had like a bond. Gus and Jesse were never like because you know it was Walt versus Gus. It was like a the yin and yang yeah. kind of thing. Jesse was just the guy stuck in the middle of their ridiculous shenanigans, and that's mm-hmm. as nice as I'm gonna put it. <laughs> um, also, was the the welder he was he actually in the show? I could not remember. I, I didn't remember. See, him. I did not I did remember not. him. That yeah, and 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 I. I didn't know if that was like – because I, I kind of felt like this kind of throughout. I was like, oh, when is this – because it's been years since I've seen the show. Same, yeah. And I was like, oh, am I going to have to remember like details of episodes and seasons? Like when it starts with the flashback between him and Mike, I'm like, I don't – when when does this take place? I don't know when this is happening. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess ultimately – But it, it wasn't really too big a deal. Yeah, most of those flashbacks, you don't really – it doesn't matter when they happen because they're character-building yeah. things. So, yeah, it, it, that yeah. didn't really bug me. I thought at first the same thing. In fact, when you watch it on Netflix, it starts with the recap, and I'm, I I yeah, accidentally yeah, was... hit skip, and I'm like, no, no, I got to oh. find it. I, I don't I don't remember anything from Breaking Bad. I got to watch <laughs> this recap. And then it turns out it didn't really matter that much. Yeah, I watched it, and it just – yeah, it just refreshes kind of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do wish we so, had Walter Jr. That's the only character I wanted to see again somehow. Which I, get Walter well, Jr. in there. Oh well, yeah. Uh, no Walter or no Walter Jr. Skyler. Nope. Um, what did you guys? So you you touched about it a lot or some Vince about Todd. I mean, he's 
and like you said, he's basically the other main focal point character-wise. Of this. Like, do you think it added anything to his character, in your guys' opinion? Because I feel like they tried to make it like it did. Well, and this I'm is because sure it just made me. I hate actually him think more. it did. So let me yeah. explain. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always felt like, like, um, Todd and Jesse were like two sides of a coin in terms of like what their characters were supposed to be. Like Todd is Jesse without a soul, I guess. It's Jesse without yeah. everything that makes Jesse, you know, the heart of the show. Uh-huh. And I've always thought like, cause I've rewatched the last season where they, you know, introduced Todd and like, he's supposed to be kind of like this naive guy, but in reality, like Jesse, he's like, Jesse is kind of this naive guy, but he's got a heart of gold where Todd is this naive guy who is also a Nazi white supremacist who's really just evil. It's like there are two sides of the diff- of a different coin. And that's why I actually loved Todd being in this because it, it showcased that even more. You got more of that than I think you did in all of season five, really, because you had these one-on-one interactions for an extended period of time with Todd yeah. and Jesse. Mm-hmm. It was more pointed in this, I yeah. felt like. there. It was definitely more each moment – you know, was risen, risen to your attention more. Yeah. What did you guys think about the scene when Jesse got the gun, though? I don't know how I feel about that Wait, scene. Uh, I mean, which scene? The one where he goes back to his parents' house? No, no, no. When it's the flashback scene. Oh, when basically oh with he Todd? The gun. Yeah, in the car. Yeah. And he basically, and then he gives it back to Todd or whatever. Yeah, I, it was. I don't know. It was it just was, like it was a big kind of complex scene. Because, I had kind of mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it shows how like damaged he was when he was in captivity, and then and then yeah. it, it's mirrored later when he has he's going to give the gun to the fake cops, and you, you think maybe he's not going to, and mm-hmm. then he does, and then it ends up oh he shouldn't have. So it, there's an interesting kind of like it kind of gives a little bit more purpose to the flashbacks and gives a little insight into where his headspace is. You know, he's still recovering from being in captivity. So some of his older, you know, trauma hasn't quite, he hasn't got his devices yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that scene also kind of maybe highlighted a small little, maybe um, dissonance with how the flashbacks are presented and how we perceive them Mm -hmm. from the reality that the show is because in the reality of the show, that flashback was what a couple weeks ago, I, right? Whenever just at least Jesse yeah, was captured, around, yeah. but for us, it's like years ago. It's like, oh man, Jesse's a little kid back then. He's just like, but in the world of the show, it's like that kind of just happened, it, right? Right? Like yeah. it's, he's still the same guy, and it's it's kind of hard to because it's hard to watch him because in the in the current timeline, he completely seems like a different character, right? Right. right. And I don't know. I mean, I, it's intentional. I think that he is this other character. Like, kind of after he gets out of the shower with Badger and and Skinny, mm-hmm. <laughs> he feels like, oh, now he's like adult Jesse. I've powered up. I've leveled up. I'm I'm mm-hmm. mature now. Right. I'm prestige class Jesse. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. It is kind of. But crazy really, it's only a couple days or since that he was that other character. I think it was an an idea to have both of those scenes. Like it was a good idea, like on paper, like, Oh wait, yeah, this is cool. But like in execution, if you start to think about it, it's like, wait a minute, Jesse's had this happen to him twice in a month. He's an (laughs) idiot. Right. Oh, I was definitely (laughs) screaming at the TV during several parts of it. Like Jesse, you stupid idiot. You're in the middle (laughs) of the desert. You are, you are most likely more powerful than him. 
you, nobody's ever going to find his body. Just take care of this and get out of here. You have a car. You can you can I mean, there's, knock him out and there's, steal his car. And it's funny because like, and Chewie, you won't understand this um, reference, unfortunately, because I'm about to reference Game of Thrones. But uh, a tortured Jesse reminded me a lot of a tortured character in Game of Thrones um, called Theon Greyjoy. Um, I won't explain exactly how it happened. It doesn't matter. I'm not listening. I stopped listening when you said Game of Thrones. Oh. Also, I stopped anyway. listening when you said you won't get this because it's fine. Oh, fantastic. Very similar. And I'm pretty sure there's even a scene in Game of Thrones where it's like he has a chance to, to you know, mm-hmm. get revenge on the yeah. guy who's torturing him. And he just doesn't take it because he's st- so beaten down. He's just a beaten down dog that just obeys and is afraid to, you know, become himself again. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's it's a good comparison. I, I definitely see that. Um, I think one thing about that scene, though, that I think maybe because Todd is like presented as not like a intelligent person, but still a I don't know how to put this a like a street smart's not even the right word. A functioning but, like, person. A functioning person, <laughs> right? Like he seems stupid, but. As 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 awful as he is, there's a reason behind everything. Like it's clear that he, like has has thought something, thought thought things through in his own demented logic in a right. way that has always made him a survivor and survive this long, right? Doing yeah. these awful things that he's done, and that that beat kind of undermined that a little bit to mm-hmm. me. I don't know if anyone else felt that. Yeah, I did question kind of the portrayal of the characters a little bit in this show and i think yeah that that's a good example of i couldn't put it into words but yeah i, I agree yeah I mean, like for someone to like basically kill his maid because he knows how dire the hair finding the money would be like as and how as awful as the way he does that and just you know matter of factly as it is that like for someone to have that mindset to be the same person that forgets that there's a loaded gun that he tells some like I don't know it just feels like there's a small disconnect there mm-hmm. that kind of hurt that moment a little bit for me. That's what I was getting about. Sorry, uh, another thing I'd like to bring up: what do up. you think it was that changed in Jesse that allowed him to kill Todd, like in his own internally? Like what what's what changed? Uh... Because in the finale, he strangles Todd. Yeah, no, I what know. What What do you guys think? think? Anybody. I'll literally take any answer. You could say nothing at all, as in... <laughs> I have no well, yeah, idea. That, that's but... interesting, because in the flashback, he gives the, he, he gives the gun back to Todd, and then mm-hmm. he strangles Todd, and then afterwards, <laughs> he gives a gun back to a different character. So it, it's kind of flip-flopping on Jesse's... Yeah. Uh, portrayal a little bit if we're looking at it timeline wise isn't it it's a little uh it's a little off there it's a little silly i mean like i was gonna try to put it in like a positive way and say like jesse throughout all these ridiculous horrible things that are happening is still like he tries to give people the benefit of the doubt and he doesn't want to become a terrible murderer but i don't i think it's more just he's stupid or at least in that scene he was stupid yeah and that's another that's another point is that um, it's implied that a lot of this, his flashbacks are trauma from all the horrible things he's had to do in in mm-hmm. the show. But then in this series, he still has to do horrible things to to resolve the storyline and be on his merry way. So it it is again. It's like I'm not sure what to make of it. I haven't fully given enough thought to it. But I yeah. What do you, I don't know? What do you guys think? Yeah. I, no, I'm struggling with that too. Uh, the question about like Jesse giving the gun back to him because the thing is like Jesse is. Sub- 
like we know he is kind of a dummy, but it, by that point in the show, he should be very cunning, right? He's mm-hmm. he's kind of wizened up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of learn to kind of we can kind of trust him more than we can trust Walt, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and may, maybe yeah, he's not quite as cunning as Walt is or whatever. But at the point of this, like he's not. It's not like he had two options: give the gun back to him or shoot him. He could have said, "Hey, get in the trunk." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's plenty of things he could have. He could have just, or just seen like, him give me do. your keys. He could have, yeah. Drive away. Pointed the gun at him and taken the car and left him in the desert and then been on his merry way, just like he was at the end of the series. So yeah. Wait a so... minute. That whole scene is stupid. It's ruining the show for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening in real time guys, as we talk. Everyone, this... that scene's the right. worst scene ever. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't think it's the worst scene ever. I think it. The reason I brought it up specifically is because of these. I had so many mixed feelings about. It. That's what I mean. It's like I, it was hard, like because I had a lot of these thoughts. And is emotionally resonant. I think on the first viewing of it is. Yeah. I think it works fine on that level for what it's trying to portray. But unfortunately, like the more I thought about it, the more it kind of like eh, just doesn't stick. They feel right with me. I don't know. Maybe I'll flip <laughs> back the other way at some point. No, but, I, um, and I would agree because I like later in the. The, the climax feels then kind of not earned or just kind of like phoned yeah. in or, or I don't know, maybe just weird because then he well, like, he kills yeah. two guys and you're kind of like, wait, why did they deserve to die in, in like the, yeah. in the, the details of how it went down are also very odd and just kind of like, what, this is mm-hmm. a showdown. Yeah. A it was kind of, what the heck is this? Well, I was going to ask. So I basically, I mean, kind of to, you know, the byline of this is like Jesse's redemption story. More or less, you could kind of say, right? But do you think he earns that redemption? And if you do, do you think it's entirely within this little movie? Or do you think it's, you know, it's based on the entire series and this is kind of maybe just the punctuation? So I, I wouldn't call this redemption for me, for Jesse. I wouldn't call mm. it redemption. I would see it more as a a washing away of... Mm, okay. Because as, remember mm. at the beginning of the movie, uh, he talks to Mike, right? Yeah. And he says, you can either redeem yourself. Well, he didn't say redeem. He says, make amends or something, which is essentially yeah. redemption. Or you can start over. You can't do both. Yeah. And we all know which way Jesse went. I, I think we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I don't think it is a redemption in that fact. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that you're right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, actually, I until now forgot about that scene. And I think that scene is probably it's the key to all this. <laughs> it's yeah. it's important yeah I, they yeah they kind of do spell it out for us at the beginning don't they so. yeah i mean because that's well i mean that's where he gets the idea to go to alaska right right so so i mean especially even echoing with like his parents because uh, you know in the rest of the show his parents have kind of been portrayed as little as as not the best like obviously kind of toxic and not very supportive and obviously jesse himself is not you know kind of feeds into that kind of poor relationship. But in this, yeah. they felt a little bit more sympathetic, but he obviously listen. He, you know, does not take the advice of like basically redeem yourself. Right. And, and he saying, does yeah. quite the opposite, right? He, yeah, exactly. he, he in fact kind of screws them over to allow mm-hmm. him to do option B, which is escape or start mm-hmm. over or whatever. Right. Because he needs to, well, he ends up finding the gun, I guess, but he needs the money anyway. Yeah. yeah. He, he does it for the ultimate intent of, doing option b and rather than redeeming himself whereas the scene that scene starts with him oh he is trying to make amends right yeah yeah that's interesting because now the more i think about it in that light too it's 
I want to say it's more of a cynical or downer ending, but it is not the kind of glorious riding off heroic into the sunset ending. ending. Yeah, heroic ending that like it at first maybe presents itself. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if that makes me like it more or less. I don't know. For for it me, definitely shifts my opinion. I don't on think it. it does. I think I'm still in the same place that we were at the end of Breaking Bad because we end up he's he's fleeing, starting a new life, and he's done a bunch of bad things that he hasn't redeemed himself for. Again, same place that we ended the original finale. So yeah. I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. <clears throat> it's just a extended story DLC. Yeah, he was also like yeah. the way he got there was pretty much backtracking on ways that we already knew that he potentially could have gone there before you know going to the vacuum place and getting that fresh start it's just like okay so this is just like he rebooted the game and restarted the level right. and now he started he's gonna do it this he's way like, now i know yeah, yeah also on the note of the vacuum place my my wife pointed out that that was a good i mean that, that was a good opportunity that was missed to have a little bit of connective thread to Better Call Saul because I would like to know what, and maybe they're not there yet in that series, but I'd like to know what Cinnabon Jean is up to. And that vacuum guy is connected directly to Saul in the original series. And that would have been, I don't know. I think there was a way to kind of give a little bit more connective thread to that series. And it was kind of a little bit of a doubt for me that that opportunity was missed, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, as someone who hasn't watched Better Call Saul, I didn't make sense of any of those words. Oh. Even the. But like, wait, no, I he's understood us from Breaking Bad. The stuff that. Nope. Yeah, I think so. It's like you're speaking Portuguese. <laughs> Did I understand the thing? <laughs> um, I remember when I learned Portuguese. <laughs> no, I. I th- That's I exactly that when you've learned Bad Portuguese. Concept. Breaking Bad vacuum guy. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm no, yeah, but you're talking about the Cinnabon, Better Call Saul. Yeah, that, but stuff, in Breaking Bad, know. he does say, I, I'm going to go be a manager to Cinnabon. Um, oh. oh, you're right, I guess that's... Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, there was an opportunity there that I think was maybe missed, but also maybe it would have been too far removed, so I don't know. But, at any rate. Um, also, the scene where like he's calling him out, like, oh, you didn't really call the cops... Like that was kind of funny, but you kind of saw, I you know you, you see, see that coming. Yeah, absolutely. But also, it was just like, well, <laughs> Jesse, you're still a doofus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like that you're like hoping Jesse gets smart and like he actually is kind of clever, and he I guess at the final the climax he is because he has an extra gun. Like he, I guess that's clever. I also, guess. just being a dishonest like i don't know how he knew that guy was going to challenge him to a quick draw it was like the ending yeah, uh, it, it was like the ending of tomb raider 2013 now i have two guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for making that reference Chewie, because that was the that's a pivotal character moment for you, you, for laura croft you drew a comic about it oh i did that's right that, that was the, do you still have that i don't know where i'm sure it's on my computer somewhere but i just remember that oh, was man. the punchline now i got two <laughs> guns i'm yeah. not i'm not gonna lie that was part of the reason why i wanted to replay that game oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm sorry to derail that but i could i wanted to tie it back to chunk bending i mean sorry chunk fire oh right yes <clears throat> Um, well, I don't know. There's not too much else that I, I like have to say about this. I think, uh, I don't know. It was kind of, 
it, it was what it was to me. It was like another longer episode of Breaking Bad. And I think to Breaking Bad's credit, you could probably go back to most episodes and actually have pretty in-depth discussion as much as we are now about this. Yeah, but yeah. That um, also means that I will this say episode... That, or, and this yeah. I consider a good thing. I think... Yeah. less of the episode now that i have discussed it and fleshed out my thoughts <laughs> with you guys <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to what i said it's very much an extended story dlc and much in that vein if you play an, a story dlc for an open world game it's gonna put a bunch of errands on your map <laughs> you know it's just gonna put a bunch Wait, of what kind of errands like Aaron linda moods or no. it, it's just gonna put a bunch of extra little quests that you have Anybody? to do on your map and then you do them and then you're done with it and you're still at the same place you were when you started the DLC. So then you unlock the new map. Alaska, you get a new costume. Then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. So yeah, I don't know. That I stick by that. That's that's what it is for me. Didn't add a whole lot. I enjoyed it because it's a well-made piece of thing from Vince Gilligan, who makes well-made things. But yeah, I don't know. There you go. All right, yeah, uh, I don't disagree with anything you said. I think for me, it did a little bit more for me than it sounds like it did for you. Um, but yeah, I would still consider it in the vein of a DLC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, uh, cool. there we go. We have closure on that. That's been the name of the game tonight. <laughs> That's the theme. Cool. It's all. It's, we solved. El it's Camino, all about everyone. closure, whether we need it or not. Yeah. Paying off, paying off setups that may have been set up years ago, whether that be when we were playing Link's Awakening as children, or learning After Effects, learning After Effects, or when I mentioned that we were going to have a secret reveal of who else is related to Ryan and I at the end is of the show. Oh, yep, it's Vince. Oh, he's I our, knew it. He's our cousin. He's this our is cousin. a shocking revelation. Yeah, but did you guys know that I'm related to you guys? Whoa! Tune in next week where you find out how. Where you find out that 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 was that kiss that we had way more awkward. Uh, Not for me. But now we're gonna lose all our uh, listeners who thought who were trying to ship me and Vince. Oh, dang it! Dang it! Not again! Again? (laughs) We're gonna lose all our listeners again. Yeah, we lost them. They came back because they forgave us. Are you kidding? We have no listeners. (laughs) All right. Cool. Um, Is that really how we're ending this? <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna tell them we're gonna tell all of our listeners how they could continue to listen oh, thank to this. God. If they, they, right. they think they might forget after this episode. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what is the point? I mean, we're still gonna do it because that's what you're supposed to do in a podcast, according to the rules of podcasting. Um, like promoting how to listen to the podcast that people just listen to. <laughs> Ah. If, if Sorry, I shouldn't be asking this. these questions. We ask questions we should never ask on this podcast Look, far too often. If somebody stumbled upon this, odds are they don't want to stumble upon it again. So they're probably <laughs> going to burn their computer. So this is how to avoid listening to us, is what you're saying. We're telling them what to right. avoid. If they well, let's, to you can do that. Let's get don't to listen it. to us. If you, if you don't want to hear us, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take us home. Yeah. If you don't want to hear us, then don't go to... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, <laughs> the original YouTube channel, um, or many other podcasting places, Spotify, because we're on a whole lot of places. So if you're trying to avoid us 
Don't go to any of those places. You if can't you, listen to podcasts anymore. If you don't want to communicate with us, definitely don't send us an email at yumchucksandgmail.com telling us what you think of this episode. Don't leave a comment on any of those aforementioned podcasting outlets, because if you do, you might accidentally hear from us. And who knows, if you accidentally contact us at our <laughs> Gmail, you might have whatever you accidentally wrote read on the on the next episode. So that would be a disaster. We would hate it if you did that. Uh, yes. But in case none of this was an accident, and for whatever reason you're a sociopath and you're listening to us on purpose, this has been after the credits of Yum Chuck's podcast, episode number forty-five. And I'm sure we'll be doing this again. So watch out. What do we? What, what do you think will be the next episode? Watch, <laughs> watch out! out <laughs> well, actually, no. There's something coming out next weekend that I actually do really want to talk. Is about. Is it Terminator? Or this weekend? Is it Terminator? No, that's November. Yeah, no, but it's almost November. Okay. Second Zombie Land. Oh, that's. Oh one. yeah, that's right. I I would want to do I would want to do an episode on Zombie Okay, Zombie Land yeah. too, and then it's almost it is actually almost November, so it's probably the yeah, weekend after. Two or yeah, three weeks. it's pretty yeah. soon. Why won't Rotten Tomatoes with its movie schedule load right now? When I need it, I'm I'm on it right now. How about Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Anybody yeah. want to talk about that? I, it's been years since I've seen any of those uh, Jay and Silent Bob movies, and I would feel like I'd have to revisit them to watch the new one first, and I don't know that I'm realistically going to do that anytime soon. So, I don't know. You guys feel free if you want to do Jay and Silent Bob reboot themselves. Let's let's do Zombieland. Uh, um, oh, the light. I do really want to see Lighthouse. I don't know if we'd talk about it on the show, but I would be down to talk about it. Um, Maleficent 2. There's stuff Maleficent coming Maleficent Mistress of Evil. 43% comes out tomorrow. What, what about that movie well, I keep seeing ads for where it's um like your phone tells you when you're going to die? Oh my gosh, that trailer look. <laughs> that trailer is the worst trailer I've ever seen. I don't think I know that movie. I thought you were talking about uh, Jexy at first. Are there any, uh, no, it's a real thing. Are there any dog it's called movies? like dead phone are there any do- dog movies? yeah have we ever reviewed a dog movie on this podcast no, no. we've never we can reveal review like all because there's like six Look, dog movies let's all get now. together at someone's house let's watch a whole bunch of recent dog movies <laughs> instead and of let's like, review them all instead of like instead of pancake party ho- spooky halloween let's watch dog movies <laughs> i don't want to have real nightmares look there's probably there's probably an airbud spinoff that's spooky themed okay it's probably an oh. Air Buddies Halloween themed movie. Let's go find that movie. Let's watch oh, it. Oh, there is. Is it? It was on TV the other day. I was watching it at my parents' house. Uh, and it has the kid from Santa Clarita Diet in it. Halloween Air Buddies. Let me. See. The Righteous Gemstones? What? No. Because he's in that dude. Oh, is hey, he? guys. Uh, is The Good oh, Place a good show? Uh, yeah, I love Good Place. But uh, Spooky Buddies. <laughs> spooky Buddies. Yeah, we are going to see it that's from the one. 2011. We're watching Spooky Buddies this season and we're reviewing it, okay? Making plans right Can now. Can we drink alcohol? Let's do uh, this. Tune in, listeners, for that episode then. Special Halloween special. Spooky Buddies. <laughs> I'm buddies. Not really, oh. I don't think I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, guys. You know that <laughs> I'm down. Uh, are we going to review the season of Rick and Morty? Because that's coming out soon. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, oh. We get... <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to review. Uh, I don't know. We'll <laughs> don't see. tell me how to live my life. Anyway, I already, I already did the pseudo uh, sign out. Yeah, we did so the thing. We did the thing already. So let's, let's, let's end this. Someone so, say something witty or funny yeah. or clever, or, or Sean, just edit this off. <laughs> just, just edit this all off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the witty mark right there. Boom. Till the spires. What? That's what people say when you say goodbye to someone in Star Wars Land. You say, till the spires. No, it's, How would uh, I know that? No, it's rising moon. No, that means uh, good morning. No, that's uh, bright suns. Oh, I don't...
Oh, that's good night is rising moons. Good evening. That's what I just uh, said. But goodbye is till the spires. Uh, you guys, okay. we had one fan left, and he is left. <laughs> also, do you know <laughs> what? Gone. Do you know how you say "I don't know" in Batuis? You say no, no, no. You say only the ancients know. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, <laughs> this oh, is too god. far. Oh. Yeah, that guy's gone. no, but they will. Oh, but they will say that, and they'll say when you chart when you pay for your. Um, whatever you're paying for everything when you pay for everything there because it's money uh they'll say can you please put your um credit card in the droid like they'll uh, they'll refer to the card reader as a oh. droid you know they would have credit cards in that universe because they have republic credits and they need oh, and you could buy a real republic credit for 60 dollars what <laughs> like a physicalized like little metal chip that is supposed to be a representation of a credit in the Star Wars and universe. It's $60? It's just 60 bucks. What yeah. is it made out of? Is it made out of gold? It looks Vince, Vince how are you? Oh. I mean, is this Bitcoin? What are we Vince, doing? Vince, how are you surprised that something at Disneyland is expensive? How is that a surprise to you? It's a coin. I, that, how is that a surprise a to you? It's Disneyland. It's $60. Yeah. I mean, that gives us good – that we know the transfer rate, though, of uh, dollars to credits. Do. Okay. They were giving out free Electronica tokens at Electronica. That's Disneyland. I'm guessing is it a similar looking token, but it just says Star Wars on it or something? It doesn't say Star Wars. That would be Star Wars like doesn't in, exist in, our in Star world. Wars. It just said world. <laughs> world money. It, it would just Wait, say so reality saying... on our money. <laughs> Are you saying that there's no Oh man, they need to put make start minting re- like that in our actual money. Reality. <laughs> Or just have it say money. Like, <laughs> is that some money? What do you think? It says money on it. <laughs> I don't know what universe I'm. Sorry, I'm stripped in between universes. <laughs> the walls of my reality are breaking down. Anyway, yeah. goodbye, everybody. Till the spikes. Goodbye. <laughs> that was our worst episode ever. This has been After the Credits, a Young Chunks podcast. <laughs>